Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team. Hi, it's season six, episode 11 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Good evening. And Gilly from Italy. Hello. Right, so uh, last week, Pochettino, he, he rung the changes. Um, what was it? Four, five, I don't know how many, how many cha- changes. A lot a lot of f- fresh, younger players. Um, and we get a result, uh, outstanding 5-0 r- result against Red Star. Was it a question of, was it as simple as him just making all those changes? Or were Red Star that bad? David? Um, I don't like to sort of say that Red Star, I thought we made Red Star look particularly bad and I'd be very wary of playing them next time that uh, they won't be quite as easy. I thought we were excellent on the night. I really did. You could, the old adage, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And we certainly did that. We put them to the sword. We, we, all that uh, vibrancy was back in the side uh, and, and the, you could feel the um, confidence flowing through us again, which was very encouraging which um, I think encouraged us a little bit yesterday, didn't it, Javid, before the game, that uh, from, from that Red Star, that we'll take that on now. It, so, it, well, we, we, yeah, we certainly went, went into, into yesterday with, with a little confidence boost, and we'll, 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 we'll get on to yesterday in, 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 a, in a bit. Um, uh, Gilly, there's that old adage in football about you know needing to beat what, what's put in front of you, and even if we subscribe to the view that... Um, or a view that that perhaps Red Star um, were poor. We we got a result. We beat them five yeah. nil. I'm sure if we'd I'm sure if we'd we'd won one nil a scrappy one nil. Fans would be complaining that oh we should do a lot better. Or or if we had dare I say it, only managed to get a draw. Which let's face it, going into that game, confidence amongst you know even the most optimistic fans, I include myself in that, was was pretty low. I, I remember that the last pod. I think we, we were, we were between myself and David and John. We were we were looking at it and we were thinking, predicting these the games ahead, uh, the next next couple of games and, and the Red Star one. And um, we know, I think I think John made the point that he could just as easily see us lose it. We didn't, and it was an emphatic, emphatic victory. Yeah, I mean, I think Dave, I think David makes a really good point. I think this idea that Red Star are just you know absolute rubbish it is far wider the mark i think i give us the credit i thought we played really well there was much more pace much more movement especially midfield and forward we looked really really good i still thought especially when that marion had the ball that they carved us open two or three times and then you know they had some decent players so i thought we were excellent and, and like both of you i was very buoyed going into um without getting ahead of ourselves going into uh, yesterday yeah, I thought it was very good. I still thought we looked a little uncertain at the back against Red Star, but again, like I say, they they weren't great, you know, in terms of you know they weren't Ajax or Dortmund or whatever, but they you know they weren't some uh, you know, pub team as uh, you know some people seem to think they were. Mm. The, the 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 result aside, and obviously that leaves us 
I think four but four four points after 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 three three games and a, and a good position if we if we can get something in Red Star and beat um, Olympiacos at home then hopefully we we should should be qualified with a, with a game in hand so it, it it's it, it, that's encouraging, but 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 that aside, and, and and the fact that we scored five goals, um, things that stood out for me the other night were, were Ben Davis. Um, I thought he he did he did well at, at left back, really solid. Um, covered Jan a few times, came across and covered covered Jan. Um, obviously Sanchez came back back in the team, fresh pair, pair, pair of legs. Um, Dombele, superb, and mm. Lamella, Lamella two assists and a goal. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I thought we, I thought, I thought we played really well. I like, like, a number of people on on this podcast. I really like Davies, and um, I think he needed to help Jan out. I thought Jan looked a little uncertain at times. Endombele, so much energy, you know, quick passing, quick movements. Sissoko as well. No, I, I agree. Unless Red Star at home, like last year, in a very tough group. They drew with Napoli. They beat Liverpool, as everyone knows. But they also got thumped by PSG. But these are really good sides, all three of them. So unless they throw a spanner in the works and and they beat Bayern at home, for example, I think a draw there and home to Olympiacos, if we can beat them, we should be in very strong position. Yeah, David, yesterday, if you and I left Anfield, we were briefly discussing this, and you fancied us to get some to to get to get to go there and get a win in Belgrade. Oh yeah, yes I do. I, I think we'd be buoyed by what we did at home, and I and I do fancy us. I, I, if if you haven't learned from the home game and, and their uh, strengths and weaknesses, you know where are we? We 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 were Champions League finalists, um, and that should give us plenty of confidence. So yeah, I, I yes, I mean I, I I it won't be easy. It will not be five nil, but I I do ex- not expect. I do hope, and, and I think we might just nick it by the goal out there. I think, I mean, my only concern is the fact that it's Belgrade. It's perhaps a hostile a- atmosphere, but we've we've shown it in the past. We, we've gone to, to difficult places and, and, and got and got results um, against Dortmund last season. The second leg, you know, we had we had one foot in the in the quarterfinal, but mm. a lot of Spurs fans were quite nervous, and we went there and, and put in a really professional. Performance, and that's a very hostile atmosphere, and in a different sort of way to Belgrade. Um, just uh, two things before I move it on. One thing that occurred to me, um, in light of what happened, was it last week or the week before? Might have been the week before um, when England played in Bulgaria. Um, Belgrade has, should we say, a certain reputation, and obviously their fans were banned the first time round. I, I wonder if there is. Perhaps a concern that um, we might see um, some unsavoury behaviour from Red Star fans. It's a worry, isn't it? Mm. Let's hope. Let's just hope not. Fingers crossed. I can't be second guessing that one. Um, I, I just. I, I have to say, I, as a fan, I, I mean, I don't do these away games, but and, and that's the reason why I don't. Uh, I don't think you get treated with respect. Um, probably our own fans have um, caused a bit of trouble over the years, um, particularly our opponents yesterday who caused lots of trouble and uh, left um, British or English clubs out of Europe for some while. And it cost us for years. 
um, but I, I and I don't want to be part of any of that. Mm. So that's why I, I'm happy to stay out the way of these away games in, in Europe. Yeah, I mean, even reading um, Martin Cloak's uh, new book, it sounds like even the police and the stewards don't treat our supporters very, very well on these uh, these foreign trips. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I think Jav's got a point. I think it will be very, very hostile. And, you know, Red Star was really good. It was a lot of effort yesterday. But we are fragile, you know, and if if you know if we let an early goal in, who knows? But you know, I would I would expect us to at least at least draw there. But you know, it's all on the night, isn't it? I, I always say the same things. It's all on the night. Anything could go, you know, yeah, go right yeah. or wrong. Yep. Yeah. Certainly, of I mean, a draw would be a would would be a very good result, and a, but a, but a victory would would put one foot in, definitely in in. in into the next round, um, yeah. but um, at the final. If any, for anything I wanted to say, and this is probably a wider point, not, not necessarily about the game and, and the opponents last week, but we we, we did see those changes. We did see Session come in at the back. Um, we did say did, did see Dombele start. Fourth came off the bench. Um, did Lacelso as well feature? I think off the bench later on in the game. Um, that's a lot of young players. Um, is that perhaps something that w- we're going to see later on with Spurs? Is that an, a, a one eye on the future? It's good of you to try and seem second guess what Poch is going to do. We've tried second guess <laughs> yesterday, didn't we? And, um, well, we got that yeah. so far wrong. <laughs> we, 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 no, no. I, well, yeah. I mean, who, who knows about 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 the short term selection? But I, but I, but certainly those those young players. I think for the for the future, hopefully the immediate future. Um, will we'll, it'll, it'll be, it's an indication of how Spurs will. Well, look, yeah. I'd like to think. Um, I've got right. a view on, on all that, and I'll come once we start talking about the Liverpool game, then I'll, I'll bring that in. So, so I start started by saying that Pochettino rang the changes at, at, at the start of the week, and, and we looked pretty effective. Um, and then yesterday, what does he do? Well, question from John Steggles. Um, he just says, what was the momentum from mid, midweek lost by that team selection? And a lot of those players that featured on Tuesday didn't start and and some of those older players some of those players who um contracts are running down and and uh, the club de- either deems them surplus to requirements or, or or they they are looking for moves elsewhere play um featured yesterday and I think it was fair to say that before kickoff most fans were looking at that team sheet and thinking what the hell has he done yeah, we were we were in the concourse looking at the television set um, with uh, one of the games on. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, um, and then up came the the team sheet. And uh, you asked me in the car and said, "Well, what do you think?" And I, well, I thought we, he, he, surely he's got momentum now. He won't make more than one change. Was was my sort of uh, easy guess. And uh, how wrong we got it. And and from your your message to me um, was that. You were quietly hopeful for the Liverpool game, and the moment you saw that team sheet, your face dropped, and your yeah. whole your whole demeanour 
I had to go get you a hot chocolate. I thought we'd lost you for a minute. I mean, you really were quite down about it. And I'm sure that reflected by a lot of the fans and looking at social media. Yeah. yeah it was it was quite a surprise. My, 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 my one thing about it, I, I was trying to think, now, why would he do that? What reason can he have? Um, my one compelling argument, I mean, I was a bit half and half about it. I... I I did say at the time, but I'm disappointed with that. I was hoping to see this high intensity again with Liverpool, that we could play, try and play that. But the team he selected is, is not far away from the Champions League final. And remember, they had three weeks between the semi-final and the final to, to get coaching and, and try and work on our, our Liverpool's weaknesses and mm. how, how it all works. And I wonder if he thought that was his best bet. With that in mind, it's possible. It's not. It's not. I hadn't considered that. But yeah, I mean, who knows what's going on in his mind? Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite possible. Now you've mentioned it. I, I think, I thought Adderald might come in for for Tongan. Otherwise, I was expecting pretty much the same side. We played Tuesday and Sunday, sort of almost evening. So there was an awful lot of time in between. I think Lamella was injured, so couldn't play. But um. You know, that's an awful lot of time. I know he likes to, you know, do turnovers and stuff to keep people fresh. But, like, as we just won 5-0 in a Champions League game and everyone was buzzing again, mm. uh, you know, I pr- probably share everybody's view in that I was more than a little... Um, I didn't think Vadongan had a good game at all on Tuesday. Um, but other than that, I would have kept the... Um, Kept the same side, but that's an interesting, yeah. an interesting uh, angle on it, David. I hadn't thought about about that, and about the momentum. We scored after fifty seconds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. well, it was, uh, it was after that the problems came. <laughs> well, that's the, that. That is the, the point, isn't it? it? We were all down, and yet we, you know, kicked off forty-seven seconds. You say, and and we score a goal, and and again, I I'd actually stood around and I watched Jav. Uh, absolutely going potty I, I, I hadn't seen him go that potty and then he's singing like mad this is absolutely true this is yeah, true absolutely but part of that Jav when I was watching you I, was, I sort of quietish then but I just watched you for a while and I thought part of that is relief yeah because yeah. you thought you're gonna we're gonna get absolutely rifled right from the start and here we were just were giving him a bloody nose right at the beginning and and it was yeah it was more relief than than absolute joy but then you start to realize oh, this is very early to score mm. we've I'm, I'm, i mean after 15 minutes i'm looking at the watch and i'm thinking i know why i'm looking for watch <laughs> because i'm i'm sort of counting down thinking we really can we really hold them off that's that's how i was thinking mm. i think but 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 before the kickoff went you know when you and i were in that concourse we did say mm, yeah mm. but we also were like let's Let's not judge until we've yeah. actually played. And I think, on reflection, actually, it's always difficult to go to Anfield uh, to get a result historically. And, and if you look at historical trends over a very long period of time, we've hardly got anything. If you look at more recent trends, because I think that's probably a more scientific way of looking at it, looking at more recent trends, um, we've still found it difficult. When we've had better teams and we've... Than, than than we do now, and Liverpool have had teams not as good as they've got now, and where we finished above them in the league, we've still gone there and and lost. Um, to all intents and purposes, the way that we've been at the moment, we should have gone there and got thrashed four or five nil. Actually, it, it wasn't like that, and 
to lose 2-1 at Anfield against the best or the second best, one of the two best teams in the country, isn't uh, that, you know, there's no crime in that. Um, so, Lamella, yeah, I, I can now on reflection, if you think about it, well, if Lamella had an injury, so Ericsson comes in for him, I guess, I mean, what are the other options? Lacelso, how match fit is he? Um, Alderweireld for Vertonghen, yep, I get that. I think it's going to be one or the other. I'm, I was glad, I was worried that Sanchez would be dropped, mm. and I was I was happy that Sanchez was was in there. So, I, and I, I, th- I think what we'll see now going forward is Sanchez and, and one other. Um, I think Alderweireld had a better game yesterday than Vertonghen did middle of the week. Um, my only concern was that if you don't have Vertonghen, then one of those two players, Alderweireld or Sanchez, will play out of position and play on the left left hand side. In this case, it was Sanchez, but he seems fine. Didn't have you know no issues there. What were the other two changes? Danny Rose for Ben Davis. I would have picked Ben Davis, but strangely, before the Red Star match, I thought that Ben would start against Red Star, and I just assumed at the time that that Danny would start. Um, against Liverpool um, what changed my mind was when Ben had a good game against um, Red Star and you sort of think well you know, why break up a uh, um, a team that, that that's doing well but Danny is quicker than, than Ben and we know that Ben got roasted a few years ago he um, did Marnie stripped so him to pieces that, that, that might have come into it um, the only other change that I seem to recall was Winks for on Dombele and that's a bit of a strange one because on, on Dombele had a superb game with Sissoko on, against Red Star and when he came on in the second half yesterday it was really good few few flicks few tricks always looking to get that forward, forward pass so I was a little bit surprised with that and there's a lot on social media people saying why didn't he start why didn't he start I can only assume that he isn't fully match fit and he can't play a full 90 or Pochettino doesn't think he can last a 90 we've seen that a few times this season where, where he started and he's come off um, in this case it was it was just the other way around he, he, he came on so I mean I think that's part we don't know what's going in on, on in training. They're all monitored to an, the nth degree. Yep. Mm. So what maybe seemed to us strange, certainly seemed to me strange with the long gap between the games. But, you know, for me, it's a bit like the Sanchez one and uh, it should be Endombele and one other. But like I say, we're always prey to to what the knowledge that Pochettino has and what he sees in terms of how they train and how fit they are. But, I, I mean, I don't know. He, it's a professional football. Could it, mm. I always think maybe it's better to play the best player in form for 60, 65 minutes and then bring someone on rather than risk chasing the game. But you never know until the game's underway, which is the best the best course of action. Mm. The, the problem with, with Anfield is it's probably the most red-hot stadium yeah. um, you go to in the Premier League. That's why they... Was it 41 games they've they've not lost two them. years, I think, David. Yeah. Two years. I don't know how many yep. games. Yep. They're a really I, good team. You know. Well, it's well, they they're a good team. You're right. Individually, there's one or two, but they they are a a good team. But and I did a combined eleven um, of of the two teams of Spurs and Liverpool. I, I wrote one down, and I I was talking yesterday. I said I'd do this with Javid. I said, you know, I'm, I'm, if you go back something like a year. 
Mm. Um, I, I, out of the eleven, I've got six Spurs players I've put in there. But you would have to go back a year, not on current form. No, not on current form. <laughs> not on current form. No, because um, the midfield's a bit prosaic. But my word, it's relentless and hardworking. Well, exactly, and it, exactly that point, and that's that's what you find. And and I, we were looking at yesterday. And I, I'm watching them, and they play that Barcelona. You've lost the ball. Six seconds, get mm. it back, and they're all over you like a cheap suit. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I put Alan. I, I did say I, I put Lloris in goal, but I've, I've put Allison in goal, and I put to the back four of Arnold, Toby with Spurs, Van Dyke, and Robertson. Now a little, a couple of or three years ago, that had been all Spurs. But now in the midfield, I put Salah, Sissoko, Eriksson, and Ali. Only Salah would I put in that midfield area. And I put him in midfield and I put Kane and Son up front. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I tell you that because we've got good players and yet we were completely outplayed yesterday mm. by, by Liverpool. What do they do differently? Now, that's why I think that some of the selection was based on it's red hot and you've got to keep your head at Liverpool. And if you pick the wrong players and, and someone like Lacelso, maybe not ready, uh, maybe on Dembele was a bit unsure about uh, it, it could be a bit hefty for them, and, and I wonder if this selection was also uh, had that in mind. You know, they've gone out to Madrid. And that's one of the hottest places to not in heat, but um, uh, as intensity and, and what's at stake. Uh, and these players have experienced that, and maybe that that's the best way to to go about it. Whether it was or not, the fact that we lost, you'd say no. Pochettino got it wrong, um, but it was. I, I over- think. It- Sorry, go on, David. No, no, it's all right. Yeah, carry on. I was going to say, there's still the risk that, as you say, even if he got it right, you know, they they haven't lost at home for two years. They're beating everybody. Mm. You know, there's a possibility we'd have lost by the odd goal anyway. I, I think I think there are problems around the performance. I think certainly they worked very hard, Spurs. We worked really hard. But... They just found space all the time to get their fullbacks to get crosses in all the time. Yeah. We've got five. After the first 20 minutes, I thought we did really well for 20 minutes. I thought we obviously scored the goal. They looked like they they had a couple of semi-half chances, but not very much. And then, I don't know, around halfway through the first half, it seemed to really change. And yeah. they, were, they, they were finding the spaces. And from then, we went to five across midfield. And still, they found the space yep. to get the fullbacks in. That was uh, because both Son and Eriksson just couldn't get across. And so that that's something about their midfield is is quite mm. prosaic. These are not great players individually, maybe. They're not creative midfielders. But my word, the work they've all put in yeah. just creates those spaces. And for 90 minutes, it's really hard to <laughs> keep them out. Shades of Bayern in that case. Well, in, thankfully, in, without the uh, without the freaky, you hit it goes in the corner yeah. in the top I, corner. I, and I only say that, although very different different op- opposition, unfortunately, a, a, a different scoreline at, at the end. But only in so far as that game, we started really well as well, um, and then it, it they came back into it, and then we well we we know what happened uh, mm. in the last sort of fifteen twenty minutes. Um, I think there were some positives from yesterday. I mean, I've, I've, I look at it and I think it's a difficult place to go, go to, 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 to get a result. Um, we've played a hell of a lot worse this season at, at various 
points and and in the calendar year 2019 this wasn't as performances go i don't think this was this was worse i mean there were certain mm-hmm. things i take heart from i think we did we did put some effort in we players did put a shift in um with the liverpool arguably could have if it wasn't for gazaniga and we'll come to that in a minute arguably could have could have maybe had a, a bayern type score line um and uh as it was they 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 didn't but but I think we you know the way we set up um five across the, the the middle we try to nullify them we try to hit them on the break and if if it hadn't been for Sun hitting the um mm. the the post crossbar whenever it was I think it was it must have been the first five minutes of, of, of the second half if, if that had gone in it would have been two nil could have been a very different game um but that's football um but I I don't know I I think there are some things that I that, that I I. I do take heart from him. Um, whereas against Brighton, against even Watford, that first half against Newcastle, particularly, you're really starting to Brighton, in particular, on the back of the Bayern game, you really just think, bloody hell, I'm in a tunnel and I can't see, I can't see the light. Mm. Um, and there are there were little things yesterday, and obviously against um, Red Star, and in that second half against Watford, that have given me some encouragement. Oh, we've still got a hell of a fight um and we still you know need to put some results together but uh i mean i thought considering we had so little of the ball we created three or four really really good chances you know i mean delhi even even the two nil with the sunny one i i can see that obviously that's what the game was at that time but you know we could easily have been three or four one down by that time you know because they had a few very good chances at the end of the first half but the the Delhi one after about twenty minutes or so, I can't remember exactly where where Kane sort of he sort of hit it first time, just a little bit too far in front of him, and that could have been two nil as well. So you know, and I agree, I think they're a positive. I thought we worked really, really, really hard, you know, and that was much, much better, you know. But they're a really good side, and we and again, you know, in the end, we lost, you know, to what we lost to, you know, maybe we'd have we'd have done what we did at City, you know. We got a draw at City. Got a draw, you know. Could easily have gotten a draw yesterday. Oh you yeah, know, if it hadn't had oh, yeah. him down. And then it's a completely different analysis, isn't it? It's a completely different outlook, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I sense the nervousness of the Liverpool supporters when they were yeah. one 0 down. They were really you. You could really over. tell on the telly. Don't let me interrupt again, but you could really tell on the telly. You could see in their faces. Yeah. you know, they were really getting wound up. Yeah, really, really wound up. Yeah, they they. They weren't they weren't comfortable about it at all. I knew we were going to give them some uh, bit of trouble, and we did that. Any team that goes toe to toe with us, we play well. It's when teams just park a bus, and then we we struggle to break it down um, at the moment. So we've got we've got to. The difference there is I noticed that both their and it is a. a, a Roy Keane said this, I, I was listening to it earlier, and I thought, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. The Liverpool fullbacks bomb on, high energy, up and down. They get crosses in, but they whip them very fast. So it, it always gives a chance for someone like Mane, who's not that tall, but if he gets to the right place, then taller defenders aren't necessarily going to have the advantage. But they will whip them in from an earlier position. So they it, it, from a 18-yard box at the edge there, or at that that level, not right down to the byline. 
They don't try and work it right down there. No. They get their crosses in much earlier. So they're getting Not like more... us. Yeah. Well, that's the point. <laughs> you see, we're trying to work this ball, work this ball, and then it comes back out again. That we're trying to pull it back almost. Whereas Liverpool really just create more chances because they get the crosses in a lot earlier. Get them in, we'll get more chances. And they do get players in that box. So it's like a percentage. And I did think, I thought, well, maybe they're, they're a younger team. And I went through that, um, as I said I would. Um, and I was quite surprised, actually. Our average age yesterday, starting lineup, was 26.45 um, years. And Liverpool's was 26.9, so they were fractionally older. Yeah, I'm so, surprised at that. Yeah, so was I when I did it. And I thought, oh, I was, I was really hoping to see that we were going to bat two or three years older, which would explain why they got so much high energy. But we go back when Klopp's first game, we were the first game. Mm. And Liverpool were not good. Their defence was poor. And I thought, yeah, this is a game we could win. But no, Klopp <laughs> immediately had his effect on them. And they worked like mad and they got the draw out of us. And ever since then, Klopp just knows to just keep pouring out onto us and, until we make mistakes. Well, that, that game showed, I think there was a pattern after that because they were all over us like a rash first half. But then we second half, we started to gain control in, that, in the nil-nil one, his first game, and then became the better, the better side second half. And I think that's happened in 80 to 90% of the games we've had under mm. Klopp. Mm. You know, this time it, it went the other way, maybe. But generally, other than the 4-1, generally very, in terms of scoreline, close affairs, either tend to be two walls or two ones, one one, one way or the other. 2-0, obviously, Champions League final. Um, Let's just get through. There's quite a few questions on yesterday's game. I'm going to brush through a few of these. Right. Um, uh, Question from the Cockrell, his Twitter handle is at FelixTando2. I have a thousand questions, but I'll simply restrict myself to one. Why didn't I see the memo which said that Tottenham have to make a minimum of four changes for every match and where can I find it I think that he's got a fair point in that you go back to 2015-16 when we were chasing Leicester and you can pretty much name eight or nine um, of that starting line in fact the only players that we tended to unless it was injuries or suspension the only players that Pochettino that Leicester season that he would rotate were the fullbacks um, over the sort of you know when we had lots of games, for example, over 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 Christmas. But otherwise, the, the goalkeeper picked itself, the centre back pairing picked itself. You had Dembele and and Dyer uh, in front of the uh, back four, and then you had um, Delhi, Eriksson, and either Lamella or Son behind Kane, and that was it. And the fullbacks were, and we were effective. Um, I can't but help think that he rotates it perhaps a little too much um, recently but then a lot of it has been down to injuries and um, some of it has been forced um, some of it has been perhaps down to the fact that you know certain players whatever any fan says and 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 they don't know I don't know but I can only speculate on on based on on Poch's trying to understand why he's arrived at those decisions. And I think, you know, with certain players, he's rotating like with Lacelso and, and Dombele, or, or Dombele in particular, um, because he doesn't think they're fully match fit, particularly the, the sort of high-intensity way that we play. Um, and I think that comes into it. Um, I also think when you're not doing well, there's always that tendency for managers, even the best managers... To not settle on a starting eleven, they don't have the confidence. It's almost like they don't know 
who their best eleven is. I, I blame a lot of it on the wantaways. I think it's causing Poch a lot of problems, a lot of issues. He can't talk about it. Um, if he dropped them all out, he would lose the value of them. It's it's quite. I mean, there's no doubt they want away because they're not signing contracts. The one thing we do know. Um, but how far down the road someone like Rose is and Uriye is about it, he wanted mm. to go, I don't know. But they are they clearly caught, but Poch has got to play them. And I, and I think he's wrestling with it. But I do think Poch will always do this. I think he sees a, a long-term future. If he gets the squad that he wants, um, his uh, ethos is to keep rotating, to keep fresh. So I think it's something we're going to have to, to learn and, and Except and Liverpool did it. If you look at their Champions League starting eleven in the middle of the week um, against Genk, and then and then yesterday, um, a question from our own Zoe Pearson, a Twitter handle is at Z underscore Pearson THFC. Gazaniga, how impressed were you with his performance? His best in the Spurs shirt, Gilly. Yeah, I mean he was very impressive, wasn't he? he made some very important, very important saves. There was a couple of long distance ones. I thought I really liked the one where he say, had made the save from Salah and then got up really, really quickly to deny um, Firmino. I thought his catching was very good. I thought he dominated his box better than uh, than I've perhaps thought he might. So yeah, I, I thought he, I thought he was terrific. Some really good, some really good saves. His distributions is better than uh, uh, Loris generally. But again, yesterday we found it very hard to get out. No matter even if we had Ronald Koeman in goal, you know, it'd have been very difficult. But um, yeah, I know he was terrific. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good. And I read somewhere on Twitter today that he had one assist in the game, which is one more than Christian Eriksen apparently. <laughs> um, yes, he was yeah. excellent. He was excellent. He was. I have to give him man of the match uh, off for of Spurs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, question from uh, at Twitter handle Nate underscore HA. Uh, disappointed with the result, but there were positive signs. Game could have gone either, could have gone another way. We need to see on Dombele start every match, and desperately need Session to come into the side. Do you think we can still finish top four? Yeah, of course we can. We can finish top four. Whether we will is something else. But we it's it's still early in the season. I I, I would. In my own mind, I'm preparing myself to just slip out, I have to say. Um, but we will get better. Uh, and and I, I agree with him. I, I think we'll have quite a few positives. It was difficult to grab positive, but there were positives yesterday, most certainly. Um, and I look forward to the new guys bedding in. And I look forward to January. I can't get to January quick enough, to be honest, to get some of these guys, I hope, that don't want to be here, to get them moved on. I'm absolutely determined they should we get a happy camp again. And, and I'm hoping, my, my, I'm going to completely guess that we get two uh, two new faces in January. I'm sure we will. So, yeah, a lot of positives. Get those guys out and, and we can again get back to people smiling again. But this is pr- perhaps a discussion for another pod because um, we, we've got still a lot to get through. But I profoundly disagree with everything you just said there. As in... I don't. I'm not as optimistic as you are about outgoings and 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 incomings in January. I think January will come and pass, and there won't be any movement. Unfortunately, mm. that's just my gut feeling. Yeah. Um, fine. Uh, I think we from... can. 
Go on. Sorry, uh, sorry, very quickly. I think we can get top four, but I think we, we can't afford this gap to get much bigger than it is, or else yeah. we'll have to go on the mother of all runs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are there are there are two, realistically there are two slots. We're assuming that City and Liverpool will, will, will occupy the first two places. So two slots, and at the moment, Chelsea look good, and Leicester look look good and full of energy and fresh. Um, I don't. I'm not too worried about the United and, and the Arsenal's of this world. I think we're they are just as vulnerable and self-destructive as we are um, and inconsistent. Uh, but we, look, we, at the moment, it's a long, long way to go before look, we can start winning. The run-up run to Christmas and through Christmas are all winnable games. They really are. Um, until really, I mean, even Chelsea, I think we're at home to Chelsea. I think we give them a good game. Up until we're at home to Liverpool, uh, in the new year, all those I I, I feel oh, Manchester United away. Actually, sorry, Manchester United yeah. will be will be tricky. Other than that, but there's a lot of winnable games there, and that's the run. That's and the run we've got to aim for. And historically, that's that's when we've gone into you know seasons when when we finish in the top four, where we've actually been okay, we, we, we've been in a better position, but we, we we would have been say seventh in the table at this point, and then suddenly we put a run together where there are points to be had, and we've been very consistent in that period of time and, and, and broken mm. in, 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 into the top four so it's uh yeah it's 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 possible i'm not overly worried about it i'm not overly worried about the league position at, at, at the moment i think it's quite volatile but i think i am concerned about how we play and and i think we we, we just need to get a run of games together um darren pamant i hate losing but at least we, we didn't embarrass ourselves like brighton and watford there was fight and character there. Discuss. Well, in the spirit of keeping it concise, I, I would agree with Darren. I mean, Brighton was just shocking. Absolutely shocking. Watford first half particularly was not much better. I thought yesterday they worked really, really hard. You could see they were working really, really hard. Ericsson had a bad game, but, you know, he was trying. You know, he's not a, he's not a right wing back or right side of midfielder he was doing his utmost you know and and there, there's things to build on there were that you know there were positives but it does have have to happen soon you know because there yeah. aren't many there aren't many easier games than Watford and Newcastle at home you know so yeah yeah you're right you're right and then you, as I said winning all those games but it, you won't of course but we hopefully will win um a majority we're good enough to though David we're good enough to yeah oh yeah Oh, That's yeah. the frustration, isn't it? Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Question from Mark Stoll. Uh, not sure I'm satisfied with that. The fact that we only lost by a goal and didn't get slaughtered is no consolation. Um, <laughs> um, on our best, on our best form, we could have com- competed more and punished them on the counter. I feel the Ericsson situation is untenable, and we shouldn't play. Maybe we need to throw um, Lacelso in if Lamella is injured. Um, what does the panel think of Ericsson's performance? Well, I've just said my bit, so you know, carry yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you were right, Gideon. Uh, uh, playing that right-hand side, he works very hard, and I, I didn't get to see the stats today, but I'd imagine he was probably uh, the most yardage again. I, it wouldn't surprise me, but just because it's the, the most yardage doesn't make it the best yardage. And uh, he was out of position. He's not somebody. He's not physical. Uh, he got done a few times down there. Uh, I, I would probably blame Pochettino for putting him there in the first place. Uh, but that's 
easily solvable, isn't it? We just don't play him there. No, I, I would have him out now. I think we've got to a point, um, really, he didn't have a good game. It was poor. Any chance mm. of a good pass, it was it was misplaced. Yeah. And really, I, I, I much rather see... If he is fully fit and Dumbele play, uh, so he may he may take time to bed in, and Lacelso maybe take maybe there's time to. As we keep saying with Pochettino, what does he say? Be brave, be brave. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll look at him and say, well, come on then, be brave. Put put a few names in and see where we go. Ericsson to me just looks a shadow of, of, of yeah. a player, and and um, it's difficult to divorce what's going on with him in terms of wanting to leave, etc. Um, but just for the sake of argument, let's just put all of that to one side. Let's just, you know, let's just assume that he's got three years left on his contract. He's happy, etc. Blah blah blah. Um, and he's just going through a bad patch. If he was, if he was going for a bad patch, the feeling, the toxic feeling amongst fans, and, he, and I don't know if you picked up on it yesterday, that David. But when he came off, he did. He got booed by oh, quite, yes. quite a few fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you put all of that to one side, and it was just a nor- it, we were operating under normal circumstances, um, you'd look at it and you'd think, oh, he's having a bad patch, so he's got to be dropped. Um, we, we it wouldn't be coloured or by, oh well, we, he's, his, his head's not in, in the right place, and and, and fans would be anti Ericsson. There wouldn't be that ill feeling towards him. It would just be he's not playing playing well and that's that uh, in basic terms if you break it down he isn't playing well so um yeah i would have started lamella if he was fit i don't know about throwing in lacelso or who know again who knows how match fit he is there there is there was a case um alistair gold on football london i think mentioned i was reading today about playing dombele further forward um and basically the, the suggestion was so well if he's not fully you know fully 100 percent match fit or the level that Pochettino wants him at this point perhaps he doesn't in the league trust him in a two because I think although he's played in a two in as we saw in the middle of the week with Sissoko in in, in the Champions League um, there's been a few games uh, like Brighton for example earlier this, this season where he's only lasted at the, the, the half um Rather than playing him in there, play him further forward, which maybe his defensive responsibilities are less, but he's still got the flair and the, the flicks and the tricks. Um, you know, may, maybe that that he could have played instead of Ericsson. Who knows? Um, right, a couple of questions before um, we move into the second half of the pod. Um, question from Rod. How did the panel feel about the substitutions? I'm being schoolboy naive, but would bringing Dombele, Lacelsa and Mora all at once give Liverpool some much much more to think about, especially as their energy and engagement with the match was flagging? Well, I think it's fair at this stage uh, to say that, but that's um, looking back on it. Um, he, he, he would have been better uh, at the time. I... He did his usual, I think, 60, 61 minutes he put, brought in Dembele on. He was the first one. Um, <sighs> I think the other two could have come on a lot earlier. Uh, I would, you know, that, that high intensity, you wanted fresh legs. And I kept feeling that Mora was the boy. I mean, he scored uh, last time against Liverpool. Um, I think he was one to give him trouble. So, yeah, I I think my opinion is I think Pochettino was, was too long in making that decision. I was shocked Mora didn't come on earlier. It made no sense at all to bring him. I think Lo Celso got five, well, before the 90, five minutes. I don't think Mora got, you get much more yeah. than that or even even less than that. 
I don't know. I mean, I think David's right. You never know. I mean, sometimes you can make what are probably the right substitutions and it doesn't work. You know, mm. it's hard to hard to say it's not an exact science. And but he, he does. There is a problem around his substitutions, maybe. But um, I don't know. I I think I'd agree with you both that the, the, the yeah, bring 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 some of those players on Mora and Lacelso earlier earlier on that he did. Or as to free substitutions, it's very seldom that you get free substitutions. Yeah, all at once. Mourinho used to do it a lot, didn't he? Yeah, but, um... he did. Yeah. I always feel with that there's two elements to that. One that you're bringing on a lot of players all at once, and that's mm-hmm. going to be disruptive to the side. And the other thing is that's it. You've lost. You not only have you lost it a base up your sleeve to bring on later, but if you then pick up an injury and you've got I don't know. 30, 35 minutes or whatever it might be of, of, yeah. of the game still left, then effectively you, you could go to, down to 10 minutes a little bit risky. And let's, let's face it, not so long ago, you only ever had you only had two sub- substitutions. Mm. So I'm going back about 25 years. But And um, Marino used to bring on Drogba, Essien and, uh, I don't know, some other yeah. expensive superstar. You know, yeah. <laughs> Make the difference. Uh, Darren Pamenter, I think we've sort of discussed. Um, Dumbele did more in 20 minutes than Ericsson did in 87. Can't understand why Ericsson gets picked if he wants out. Do you think it was only because Lamella was injured? I suspect so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can't pass his. I mean, he's had, you know, most a number of years he's had periods of fallow periods, hasn't he? he? Had one big one last season, but nothing. I mean, this is just dire. He can't pass his way out of a paper bag at the moment, can he? he looks, he looks. Yeah. Whenever he's got the ball now, for someone who always just a great touch and always seemed like he had time on the ball, it looks like he has no time at all. You know, yeah. people are on him. So, it's, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he needs to he needs to be out of the team at the moment. I'm sure, yeah. even allowing for what, if he's causing any problems behind the scenes, not him causing problems, but him wanting to go. Yeah. This general, this general, we can't even start the rebuild. You know, this is the problem. I think. Yeah. yeah. Right, the second half of the podcast, we've got a few more of your questions to get through, and we'll briefly look at the Everton game. Um, but before we do, uh, Spurs ladies, oh, I do it every week now. The Tottenham <laughs> women were in action yesterday. Here is Bex with this week's Tottenham ladies update. Hi, it's Bex. So, good result yesterday for Spurs women. They um, went to Bristol City down, uh, I think it's Stoke Gifford, and came away 2 1 winners. Sadly, we were um, losing up until half-time. And then Kit Graham stepped up, first goals at the club. um, Scored two goals in two minutes at 63 and 64 minutes. Both exactly the same goals, top of the net. Brilliant. Outside the area, just whacked it straight in. Those uh, goals are available to have a look on the um, Spurs Women Twitter page. Probably their Facebook page, although I haven't seen it yet. And certainly the Barclays have um, an FAWSL Twitter and I saw the goals on there yesterday. We weren't quite finished there. We had a penalty that um, Kit Graham couldn't actually put away um, later on in the game. However, great game for the go- great game for the girls. That result puts them six in the league table, which is quite respectable considering they only got promoted this season. So just in case anybody was unaware, we play Arsenal women on the 17th of November and for that game Tottenham are opening the main stadium, which I think is a fantastic plan. So tickets are on general sale. I think it should be quite a good match. Um, tickets will be, it's it's going to be advertised as more of a family game. Um, the shops are going to be open, kickoffs at three o'clock. It should be quite a decent game. Tickets are 650 
which I think is really good uh, for adults and 350 for kids. So if you haven't been to the stadium and you think that this is probably your best opportunity, I'm inclined to agree, then this is probably your best time to get down there and have a decent look. The girls' next game is next Sunday, the 3rd of November. It's at 2 o'clock. It's at Crystal Palace, and that's the Continental League Cup. Game will be played down at Bromley, and that is a 2 o'clock kickoff. So, as usual, please, for if you can go, then please go. Um, and if you can't, then um, keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook to see what's happening with the team. Anyway, that's me. I am on Twitter, at BunchesBex. If anybody needs anything, cheers, thanks, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, uh, let's finish off with a few more questions. Kent Goodrich, uh, Twitter handle at Kent Goodrich. I can't be alone in thinking Danny Rose and Ferdoria are miles off the level required to start regularly for Spurs, yet they start regularly for <laughs> Spurs. Um, Roy Keane on, on Sky described them as dumb and dumber. Yeah, um, that was a bit harsh. Bit harsh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, but you can't you can't help thinking with with Roy Keane now. He's he's just it, it's deliberate. He's 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 looking for those to get all those sound bites in. Yes, yeah, yeah. but he, but he's broadly his right. I mean that that is the area that I think is was particularly the difference. Uh, as I say I, my combined eleven uh, can could have six Spurs players in it, which is ridiculous considering we were really majority outplayed yesterday and outthought but the fullbacks would make all the difference the pair of them Uriah gave that penalty away because he's always got that propensity he's almost like a thug at times and Danny Rose could be like that as well a bit of a thug charging I mean all he had to do was tow it away mm. no he has he has to wind his leg back and take a great long swing at it and, and what are you doing you know oh he's just taken Marnie out of the decap for good back in the kneecap, for goodness sake. Actually, quite interesting, a quick one there. I wonder, I expect the Liverpool supporters all think that was a stick-on penalty yesterday. And I would agree. But isn't it funny, a couple of years ago, mm. when Van Dyke went straight through the back of Lamella, kicked him, mm. all Liverpool supporters said that was no way was a penalty. And that <laughs> looked exactly the same yesterday. And I would say that was definitely a penalty yesterday. Mm. I, I think, it, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, it, it did the, the similarities were, were stark. I thought it was, that was funny. If it was, there was any comedy in it, that, that was probably the, the one thing. I think it's useless um, comparing them to, not that we have, but I've seen it before. They're not as good as Arnold and Robertson. Partly the team at the moment isn't set up to get the best out of marauding fullbacks, even if they were that, Danny was that anymore, for example. But they've both got a mistake in them. And when games are even games where we're barely getting any possession relatively are decided by a goal at most two when you're making a mistake again that's that's it's just too costly isn't it you just can't yeah. be having that um darren pamenter how many chances does Aurea get how bad must carl walker peters be in training to not get games ahead of him and then similar sort of question stuart sessions his twitter handle is at stuart sessions probably same as every other spurs what the fuck is Uriah doing playing for tottenham hotspur still and why when all seemed hungry and fighting for the badge should we change the team that's why i think we'll get a player in in, in january i think we'll get we'll get a right back and he's, he's right because kwp he's not 
good as Urie. He's not considered as good as Urie, I, I don't think. And that's why Urie is playing. And, and Urie isn't good enough. And yes, people are now looking back and saying that, uh, you know, we just sold our right back in the summer. And, and now we're lamenting it. Oh, you know, they're all complaining about him. But they're now looking back saying, well, he actually, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't that bad, was he? So we now need to find that quality right back. What's happened to Foy? He seemed like he was stuck on to be his man for right back this year and he's been playing. He, he doesn't well, get a look in. No, but he, you see, he, he played two games for Argentina mm. at right back. He was brought, brought in there and all, get all these right out. He was really good. So Pochettino's he may well have seen him and, and got you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he but, good? You know, was he, did he play well? I, well? Did, I don't know how he I, did, I didn't see it. I this is in the Copa America or more recently? Uh, no, no, it was, it was, um, uh, I think Copa America. I think it was but, in the last, he played yeah. in the last international break, was, I know. I don't know it, how he played, though. Uh, no, it was, it, was, it was during the summer. It was during the right, summer. So it was, it was played it, in the last international it in, break. It was in the Copa then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so in the Copa America he played there. And I think I think a lot of people put two and two together and thought that Pochettino would play him there. And, and, I, and I also recall there was maybe one game last season or two when he played for us oh, right, yeah. at right back, right, right way back. So I, I I don't know if that's if that's just a question of people putting two and two mm. together and yeah, coming possibly. up with whatever. Um, more recently, he played for Argentina, and I haven't seen it, but he had one game which apparently he didn't cover himself in, in glory. Right. So okay. he's uh, not a right back. He's not a right back. He has not got that quick turn of pace that that Rose has got, or or Uriah is quite quick, and he isn't as quick as that. He's mm. He's a bit of a Rolls Royce, but he's he's that sort of slow acceleration like a Rolls Royce. And mm. He needs to be quicker at right back mm. because wingers like Mane will eat him for breakfast. He don't trust KWP though, Potts, does he? I think that's he's really not got clear. enough to him. He's not got enough. He's twenty-two yeah, now. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, but he's, he should be. He should be um, pretty much nailing it down. I mean, mm-hmm. again, if you compare to Alexander Arnold, only twenty-one. Yeah. And, and he's, he's amazing for Liverpool. Uh, just a quick one, because I did say this before. Since um, Klopp took over, only one Liverpool player remains. We've still got five remaining in our team that in that same period. And, and that tells you quite a lot. He, they, they've made all the changes that, that it's now a Klopp side. And, and Pochettino still hasn't got what I think is his side. And I think this fullback issue has mm. never been resolved. Even when Trippier came in, I think Trippier managed to play his way in, but I don't think he was fully trusted by Pochettino right at the start. But he had to come in because we sold Carl Walker. Um, yeah. But he, he played his way in, but I don't think that's ever been solved and either fallback. And once Rose started to play those games and talking to papers, that really was the end of him. And that's caused us problems. So, yeah, we need to get the fullbacks out. Yeah. Most certainly get full, new fullbacks in um, and maybe... Um, uh, Davis is good to, to to be the main man and a good backup, uh, which may well be in Cessignon. I don't know, but um, we'll in January that. though, we got to get people out, haven't we? Before we get yes. these in, I mean that's the toughie, isn't it? And, and this is why I, I go back to I'm not as confident as David about this January period. You, there was a, 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 a where did I see it? The Athletic. Um, which keeps popping up, which is apparently supposed to be a really, really good site in terms of articles um, written, but unfortunately it's behind a paywall. So um, if you want to read the articles in full, you've got to pay. Um, but I, I saw uh, a tweet that quoted The Athletic, which basically said that apparently nobody came in for Ericsson in the summer. I know that he was linked with United, but that, that 
that was it. And that, that they didn't then want to pursue it any further because they believed that he his, his mind was, was on a move abroad. Um, and then you, you, a part of me just can't can't help thinking that the likes of Alderweireld, Vertonghen, and um, Eriksson will just end up going on a free transfer in the summer. And Danny Rose, by that point, will only have a year left on his contract. And I, I don't know. I, 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 I really hope there is activity in January, but I just I can't. I think it's more the case of getting him off the wage bill than it's actually yeah. in a transfer fee. I, I actually, I, I blame you, David. Oh, really? <laughs> because, because, because last year, I didn't year, expect that. Last year, well, well, I'll tell you why. Because last year, right? This is um, last 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 season. David opt optimistically told us you came on the pod. You said it on the pod, right? Before the January window, you told me a few times you were adamant we were going to buy somebody in January. Yeah. And we didn't. And we didn't. Right, yeah. so so that that that's led me to believe that we're not. Oh, I did. Not I did say which January, did I? <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, I'm going to read Kent's question, but I don't, I don't really think it's it's more a comment. Uh, another one from him is just Ericsson's head is gone. He's not purposely dodging it, but no. he doesn't want to play for us, and he can't get himself in the frame of mind to perform well. He should never start yeah. for us again. Absolutely, that, that's a. Yeah, Absolutely. a lot of people feel that way. Right, final two questions, um, and we'll just briefly discuss Everton. Uh, Dominic Sibley, uh, Twitter analyst at Dom Sib. Do you think? Do you sense that there is some tension between Poch and Kane? And if yes, who is more important to us? Hmm. Oh, I've, I've not, I've not sensed anything. Uh, me neither. So I've not either. Um, so I can't really help oh, po- him on that. Pochettino. But who, 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 but who, who is, who is, who's the more important one? Pochettino. I, I think they're both both equally important and almost go together. I think in yeah, lots but, of ways. But Pochettino could be with us twenty years. Kane won't be. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. If he is with us in twenty in twenty years, then <laughs> then I would say Pochettino is uh, is is. Uh, I mean, they but, could both be with us tw- twenty years. Kane Kane could that's could, true. Could, could could become a player coach and yeah. Get on the Kane is stuff. Roy Race. He will be player manager and then he will be, he is Roy Race. I'm sure of it. In reincarnated. <laughs> I've not um, noticed but, any any uh, tension between them. I really hope that, no. that that would just about top it off for me, frankly. Yes. <laughs> for, 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 for those of us who are not in the know, who is Roy Race? Oh, Roy the Rovers. Roy the oh, Rovers. Roy the Rovers. Okay, right, right. Got, gotcha. Um, on a slightly, on a different note, there's something that... Um, David and I just discussed yesterday on, on on the way up, and it was it was actually in relation to Trippier and Trippier being sold in the summer. And I and I and I wondered. I'm sure it's not the only reason. That, you know, there was talk of a, a fallout between Trippier and and Pochettino and and Tri- Tri- Trippier initially when he left, he hinted that he that there were some things behind the scenes which weren't right. I have seen an interview more recently with him when he's been very positive and and he said things which were quite to the contrary but the point i made to to you david yesterday i'm just just gillies and the listeners benefit was that if you know if any of that is true i wonder if that moment in the semi-final in the champions league subsequently when when we won when trippier came out and said that king kept that harry kane had rallied the troops at half time Mm. 
And then I think Pochettino denied it afterwards that, that there was such a thing had happened. And I wonder whether that Trippier coming out and saying that publicly undermined um, Poch- po- Pochettino. Yeah, if it has, then I think that's really overly sensitive of Pochettino, frankly. (laughs) Okay, final question. Um, Andy Ireland, his Twitter handle is at aisland86. Ten games in, three points of relegation. (laughs) Oh, we? Gosh. I think I haven't looked at it. Is that true? I'd imagine it is. Um, I've, I've I've heard it a few places. Eight points off top four, lowest points score since 08-09 08-09 so that was the season that Ramos was in charge for the, for the first eight games mm. anyway um, uh, can Poch turn things around or will things get worse over Christmas well I said my piece it'll get better so yeah I mean you've got to hope they've got to get better I mean with the side we've got it can't get much um, much worse I think he can turn it around but you know, on, I think on every single pod that, that there's been this year, we talk about this rebuild and it's going to take time and it hasn't even started yet, as, a, as I sort of intimated earlier, because you've got five or six key players still there who he perhaps ideally wanted gone a year or two years ago. Who, But who wanted, uh, if he'd, if Ericsson and Adderald had gone two years ago or a year and a half ago, what would we have all have said, me included? Maybe Rose less. It could get worse, though. I mean, who knows? This is the problem, isn't it? It's very, very uncertain because so many things coming out of the club, we none of us know what the truth of it is. He's certainly been hampered by not only having the, not been able to shift those players. We've gone and got three players. Let, let's not forget, we've gone and done something that we didn't. We failed to do all of last season. We got three new players in the summer. Everybody was happy. That, um, amongst yeah. the fans, yeah. um, the media were, to- were, were talking talking us up in terms of, of signings, etc. Um, we've been hampered with 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 bad luck in te- you know those yeah. three players being injured. So yeah, he's, the rebuild hasn't kicked off. I, but I'm I'm really of the opinion that. Once those players are fully fit, and you get all three of them on um, on the pitch, that will that will give the team a freshness. And I agree, but I think David's point about Klopp Klopp's taken three, almost four seasons to do this re- to hit to get to the stage where they are now. Mm. We're doing it. We haven't because we didn't do anything for two years or a year and a half, whatever it was. We're having to do it sort of, you know, much more disruptive way and. You know, and not not as seamless, which is why you've got to look at Potch. People say, oh, he's lost the plot, everything. It seems like he wanted this two years ago to start and had identified players that we, as mere mortals, could, couldn't could contemplate being out of the side. And, it, you know, you could argue he's, he's possibly been proved right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see it. I'm not pretending I could. I couldn't. In the run-up to Christmas, um, so from next Sunday through to very early December December we've got these six matches which are the top of my head are Everton away Sheffield United at home West Ham away uh, somebody else Bournemouth Bournemouth at home United away and then Burnley at home right so we've got six matches I'm not going to go any further but on paper potentially there is 18 points to be had. I can't. I, at the moment, I can't see us scooping up 18 no. points on 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 current form. Um, there are some tricky ones in there. I, I think Sheffield United at home will be tricky. I think yep. West Ham away, and I think that um, uh, United away 
will be tricky. I don't think they'll be difficult. I don't think there's, you know, I'm not saying we're going to lose those games, but I think they will be tough games. On paper, West um, Everton at home, hopefully we can get that elusive away win. Um, and then the Burnleys and the Bournemouths at home. If you win those and you win Everton, that's nine points. That's half of the half of eighteen points, and then it's get all you can from from mm. those other games. Um, who knows? I, I look if we, if we can't turn it around now, then yeah, we're not um, going to, are we? We're not going to, <laughs> not and much. and things aren't going to look particularly well for Pochettino. Um, and yeah. oh, I still think it's all right. I still think. Yeah. Well, I hope. I hope so. I I, I wouldn't uh, consider it at all, even if he drops well out. Even if he drops out the top six, Chelsea did it. One uh, uh, when and won the um, um, was it where the cup next season Euro- didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Europa League um, by coming back. So you know, it's 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 not it's not the ultimate disaster. If we dropped out that top six, we don't have Europe yeah. next year. Yeah, but but we need to we need to put a run together mm. soon, yeah. sooner rather than rather than later. And it's possible we might put a run. Oh, I'm run sure together. we will. They're all and, awkward and, sides, aren't they? They're not great sides. The ones that are coming up, but they're all a bit awkward. Well, we'll make United awkward just by doing some silly tactics, probably instead of just going for them, you know. But they're all awkward sides. West Ham always awkward for us. Burnley, Sheffield United have proved difficult. I've seen the last two Everton games. They were terrific against West Ham, really pressing, really, really hard. A bit like us against Red Star, real pace, power, movement. And then at Brighton, they were quite, they were sort of the better side for 70 minutes without being uh, amazing. And then they fell apart last 20 once they got the penalty. So Lord knows what's going to, what, what faces us. We've just got to concentrate on ourselves, you know, and just yeah. go for it a bit. Yeah. Do you, Gilly? Do you fancy us to get a result at Goodison? At Everton, yeah, I fancy us to get a result. But a draw, if we get a draw, it's not really good enough anymore, is it? So, mm. I mean, I, I can't. I, I think we won't lose. I don't know if we'll do enough to win. And again, we say oh, we're going to win, but you know, they could get a penalty. There could be a bounce of the ball here, and it all ends in your face. But if we play really well, we'll we could we should win. But yeah, if we play, we win. <laughs> D- David, are we if, going it, to? <laughs> well. <laughs> David, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with, with, with okay. you. If if um, you, well, that next Sunday you and I are gonna do that long journey up to <laughs> up to up to, up to Merseyside again. All I want to know is this: on the way back, will we be talking about about that first elusive away victory since yes Fulham? Yes, wow. yes, yes. I am quietly confident. <laughs> there you go. Well That's done, that, David. Excellent. Right, um, we'll be recording the next pod a week today, the day after the Everton victory. Um, David said we're going to win, so um, it's 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 on his head if we don't. Um, <laughs> we're also gonna, we're also going to buy players in January. Um, so yep. you've, you're you're the oracle, David. Um, um, <laughs> right, next the next yeah the next podcast we will record a week today. Um, all that's left for me to say is thank you, Gilly. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, David. Pleasure. Thanks very much. And until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it and let go. Come on, Tottenham, the base of bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run onto that green. 
White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low denies. We're four dark team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.